Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Welcome to RP3 and Company. I'm your big, bald, and beautiful one, Raymond Parch III, better known as RP3. Of course, I'm joined here in the game studios by a woman who needs no introduction, but she shall receive one no matter what. The producer extraordinaire, the pride of Slidell High School, Fiance extraordinaire, bowler extraordinaire. There's a lot of hyphens to her name because in reality, she has five names. Head of five names. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm fantastic. If you're on this microphone, I hear my voice. It's fine. <laughs> are we going to have a day where you touch things and things don't work? <laughs> I thought we went ahead and got that out of the way. So like, oh, I hear my voice now. See, look at that. It's a. <laughs> I thought I thought, thought we got rid of that yesterday. No, it comes back every day. I have to. I need to like take a picture of like where you're sitting and where I can see you through the mic to know exactly where I need to be. How about if I take a picture of you instead? Sure. Here we go. Man takes it. There we go. Playing it first. There we go. There we go. Okay. See, there we are. There we is. Boom. I'll give you another angle like this. Here we go. I love the simulcast. Is all loving it so much. There it is. Loving it. Someone's in the office right now. Take a picture of you doing this. Talk to me. Be fierce. (laughs) Give me fierce. (laughs) Done. Done already. Done. Done already. Done already. I hope you're not done listening. Please don't be. (laughs) We got a tremendous show lined up for you today. All three of our guests are in hour number three, which means you got a two full hours to get them phone calls in. You want to get the ball rolling? You want to possibly be our game changer of the week? You want to hold that title that Mr. Green, a.k.a. Jamie, has? After he was awarded, honored with that distinction last week. Got to get those phone calls in. We can talk LSU. We can talk Cajuns. We can talk the McNeese Cowboys. Saints. The Pelicans. Not the Pelicans. Or at least not yet. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. I'm sorry. I'm just just being real. 
Just being real. So you want to get those phone calls in. Game hotline is always open. 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. But we're going to dive right in. Not to the topic of the day, which I'm chomping at the bit to get at because I keep seeing nonsense on social media, which we need to address right off the top. We need to address, how did we fare at bowling last night, Hannah Five Names? So, we won all three points. Sorry, we won three out of four points. Um, Let's give it up. Let's give it up. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I had the joy of not being the shortest one on the lanes yesterday. What? Yes. There is a set, there's a twin brothers that were on my two pair, my two pairs of lanes for our team we're bowling against. And they were actually shorter than me. I was so proud of myself. So, so do you feel bad at all? Or does your victory feel a little bit more hollow because you guys defeated and you were taller than a team that had a set of dwarves on its roster? No. Um, it was still fantastic because actually they're the number three team. We're in 30th place right now. Because we've won two. See, I see what you did there. You just sidestepped my I joke did. about the dwarves. I did. In your height. Because I have messages. So okay, every day. so so how many more weeks do we have until <laughs> five? <laughs> you have, we have five weeks left yes. until tournament time. Now, do you does everyone get into the tournament, or do no. you have to get to a certain level? Where are you guys at now in the standings, and where do you have to get to with only five weeks remaining? So we are in thirtieth right now. Uh, how many how, teams are there? There's thirty two. Yeah. Okay. Um, not optimal. Right, it's not optimal. Every there's four different breaks, and there is a winner each of the breaks, and we have not won any of them. Okay, so or, or quarters, we would, quarters. Or quarters yeah. okay. So uh, the only way we're going to be getting into the tournament, or it's called the the roll off, is if we somehow go from thirtieth to uh, first, um, because everyone that's at the top like four has not become. We call it splits, so they have not been a split winner yet. So. Yeah, we're just hope we're just trying to get the wins for the last five weeks because you get like it's like ten dollars per win you have and so are the entire season. So it depends on how many wins we have, which I probably got an email already this week, probably today. Look, there we go. There's the standings right now. Let's look. Scroll down the page. Okay, so we've moved up. We are now in 27th. Oh, see? Yes, but see, it's kind of a close game just because so right now about, we're only in the third week. You're only 27 spots out of clinching a spot into the roll-off Yes. in your bowling league. Yes. Five weeks, 26 spots. Let's go, let's go! That is the plan is let's go. Because let's right go! Now, we have a total of 68 and a half wins. So, that's like, if they really do is the same as we did last season, which was about $10 per win, we, right now, are getting like $680, but you split that between like four people on your team, so. It's still free money. It's still free money, and it's money you get back, because no matter what, you're not going to be able to and get And more back importantly, look, this this isn't about money. No. This isn't about money. No, it's about having fun, and I got my average once. So I was only two points under my average for the entire series. It's not about fun either. 
okay. It's not about the money. It's not about the fun. <laughs> it's about laying a foundation for success. You okay. guys are building a culture on your team. Hashtag yes. culture. It's the, the, the fiancés and then the two other people. Boom. You're building a culture <laughs> for future success. This is the foundation year. Foundation season, if you will. Yes. Going to lay the foundation for greatness for years to come. Yes, a do, decade of dominance do is have, right on the horizon. We do have one guy is actually leaving this season to drop down only one league per week. And the one of the original members coming back, he actually had, I think, shoulder and knee surgery. He had, he had a couple surgeries. Okay, He's all season. It's fine. But, yeah. I'm trying to make you think positive. I'm not, I'm not thinking about surgeries. I'm not thinking about people leaving. No, he's fantastic coming back. I'm proud of him to come back. I'm not thinking about any of those things. You know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about the foundation being laid by you, your fiance, and whoever else is going to be on the team in 2023. Or 2022 fall season. Right? There's still yes. fall? Yes. Mm-hmm. There we go. Start right about August. Think positive thoughts. Oh, up am. to 27 after last night's performance. That's what I'm talking about. Right? Moving up three spots. Now you're not in the bottom two anymore. Baby steps out the office. Yes. They feel great to win three points after winning one in the last two weeks. Proud of you, five names. Thank you. Proud of you. Way to dust yourself off. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps or your laces on your bowling shoes. And getting out there and having a positive attitude and getting better. I know. I needed that because my uh, my Mariners split the series. Look, if you're going to be, you know... I'm not gonna be foot. I'm not meek, gonna be Lewis Prejean. Meek and depressive, uh, depressed all the time. Then the Mariners are not the team you should have been rooting for to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> just hey, saying. I'm proud of them. You still just won the I'm first two out the gate. That's I'm not proud. the right team you should have uh, rolled with. And I'm pretty sure you were warned on social media oh, platforms, yeah. plural, Multiple. not to be uh, rooting That's for the fine. Mariners. Let's talk a little New Orleans Saints. Oh no. So, this is the what I call, this is the time of year where nonsense gets thrown out to media outlets, or people pretending to be media outlets, rather. And the rumor going around right now is that the Saints want to use one of their first-round picks or take both of their first-round picks that they just traded for and that they're targeting one of the two quarterbacks that are projected to be first-round picks. I feel like we have to go through this exercise every year. This is what I call, just a reminder, that this is misinformation season. Because this is what happens. We go through the All-Star Games, Senior Bowl, East-West Shrine Game. We go through the NFL Combine. We go through Pro Days. And once we get done with all of that, things settle in, prospective draft picks, then go back home or they're training or they're doing whatever they are, and agents are working their tails off. This is what's happening right now. Players are being interviewed for second, third interviews, sometimes by Zoom, sometimes by flying out to, to teams or teams come to see them. That's going on right now. But the draft is literally in a few weeks. So this is the season of what I call misinformation. And agents are leaking stuff all the time. And this is why I say this. If you're the agent for Malik Willis, the young man, the quarterback, who began his career at Auburn, finished it at Liberty. The Cajuns beat him last year, by the way. 
our afternoon host Matt Miguez loves him some Malik Willis. Or your Kenny Pickett's agent, the Heisman finalist from Pittsburgh. Those are the two guys that are expected to be first-round picks. You are leaking information in every possible way to reporters, to bloggers, to podcast folks, whatever you can do to keep your client's name out there and have your client linked to other teams because it benefits you and your clients. If I'm sitting here and we're talking about Malik Willis possibly going to the Saints, other teams hear this chatter because they have people on their payrolls in their front offices during the draft process that pay attention to rumors and reports. The coach isn't doing that, not even the general manager, but they got a stooge on staff somewhere. They got an intern somewhere, or interns, plural, that are paying attention to this stuff. Oh, the Saints are interested? Is that why the Saints drafted up? Do we need to make a move? Well, do we really like Malik Willis? Well, we thought he may be there. Do we need to now move up and trade with someone else? Not only do agents do this for their players, other teams do this to manipulate the draft process so they can really get the guy that they want. This happens every single year. And folks on social media lose their ever-living mind every year. That's why I don't pay attention. I just wait till the every draft year. comes. <laughs> hey, they picked that guy. <laughs> every year. Every year. And then sources have to go out there and they go, well, what are we doing here? And look, there's a lot of intrigued with the Saints. I get it. And a lot of people want them to go with a quarterback. A lot of people don't think Jameis Winston's the guy. I get it. They all do not like foot. Okay, I get it. <laughs> but, like, I, I look on here and... One of the big things is from Jordan Schultz. Jordan Schultz is the one. He, he tweeted this out yesterday. Now, he tweets out a lot of things. But Jordan Schultz says, could the Saints package 16 and 19 to move up from Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett? Question mark. League sources? That could be anybody. You realize a league source could be a member of the janitorial staff at the Texans facility, right? I, I just, I'm just saying. You could loosely base that on that. League sources say they're high on both quarterbacks and will consider trading up to secure one of them. And then he put the Florida Lee emoji at the end of the tweet. That one emoji changes everything. 305 retweets, 635 likes. Oh, dear Jesus. That's a lot. Now, he's also texting, uh, tweeting out things about the offensive line for the Texans. Um, Georgia football wide receiver George Pickens. Cornerback for Cincinnati, possibly going to the Eagles. Jordan Schultz is an insider analyst and a host of the at pull-up pod with C.J. McCollum and host of the game plan at Boardroom. So he hosts a bunch of things. He's based out of New York City. So... He's a journalist. I'm pretty sure he's got the old blue check mark. Yep, he's got that blue check mark. So this happens, and this is not the first time that people have been trying to say that the Saints are going to be linked to a quarterback. Okay. 
let's play this. Let's let's play this exercise out. If the Saints were hell bent on falling in love with one of these quarterbacks, why did they bring Jameis Winston back on a two year deal? Why did they sign Andy Dalton to come be the backup? Why did they draft Ian Book last year? They just let go. They they were they had they also still had Blake Bortles, a former starter in this league, on the roster. But once they signed Andy Dalton, he asked for his release so he could go try to find a job elsewhere, and they granted it. So they got three quarterbacks on the roster, two guys they literally just signed, and they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round to do what? Be the third string? Mm-hmm. Replace Ian Book? I like. I get it. Once again, I'll say it over and over again until I'm proven wrong. And if I'm proven wrong and on draft day at the end of this month, on Thursday night, the New Orleans Saints have traded 16 and 19, packaged those picks together, and have moved up and selected Malik Willis out of Liberty or Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh, boom, I will come on the air first thing that morning, that Friday afterwards, and say, I was wrong. But I look at history. I look at facts. How many quarterbacks have the Saints selected in the first and second round in the franchise's history? Not modern history, the entire franchise's history. Five names you already had the answer. You held up your hand. How many fingers did you hold up on your hand? Five names. That's right, one. And that was Archie freaking Manning. They don't do that. They avoid drafting quarterbacks high. They've been linked to maybe looking at guys over time. Patrick Mahomes, they flirted with. I get it. They were even somewhat linked to Lamar Jackson at one time. But this is not their MO. This is not what Mickey Loomis does. This is not what Jeff Ireland does. And if am I supposed to believe that... Of all the quarterbacks they could have drafted in recent years, that the ones that they're finally going to pull the trigger on, the ones that they love more than anyone else, is Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett? Like, this is considered by most draft experts to be a weak quarterback class. So if you're the Saints, why would you spend not one but two first-round picks on taking someone who at best possibly... Could be like Mac Jones. Doesn't make any sense. Does not make any sense. But people are going crazy. And people are fighting on social media. Oh, Jameis Winston fans are fighting with other people. Other people are like, well, I can't wait for them to take a quarterback. I hope they trade both picks for a quarterback. Saints fans are fighting with each other. Black and gold nation tore. Everyone just needs to take a chill pill. Draft's still a few weeks away. And once again, remember, this is the season of misinformation. I made it into a song. Of course you did. I made it into a song. Uh, of course. It's the season of misinformation. We're going to time out. Anything you hear, <laughs> read in between now, April the 12th. To the draft, which is the last weekend of the month, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. First round on that Thursday. Second and third rounds that Friday. Four through seven on that Saturday. 
It's also the weekend of the Etouffee Festival and the weekend of the state softball tournament in Sulphur, by the way. It's a very busy weekend in the end of April. Take any of those reports with a grain of salt. Do yourself a favor, Saints fan. Don't work yourself up into a tizzy. Don't have your blood pressure go through the roof. Just maintain and trust Mickey, trust Jeff, trust the Saints, trust the Queen, Gail Benson, to get the job done and do what's best for the franchise. Got to take a timeout. More RP3 and company. Possible more vocal stylings on the way as well. Right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You know how some fellas don't care how they look? I mean, a few of you are rocking sweatpants that haven't been washed in days. Not to worry, my dear unkempt friend. RP3 and company is a judgment-free zone. Hell, sometimes these guys don't even wear pants. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Excuse me? The party. The pants with the pants. Party with pants. Now back to the hopefully fully clothed RP3 on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. In Louisiana, there are thousands of miles of utility lines and gas pipelines buried just beneath the surface. Sometimes multiple lines are in one area. So look, if you are a contractor that you've hired is digging a hole to put in a new fence, a pool, or even for minor landscaping, you run the risk of hitting an underground line by digging only a few inches. What happens then? Maybe you only knock the power out for your entire neighborhood, but sometimes there's an explosion with injuries and even death. It happens every single year. There's a very simple way to avoid it. Before you dig, call 811. Call 811 two days before you dig. Tell the operator your address, and someone's going to come out and mark the location of buried lines so you or your contractor can avoid them. It's simple. It's free of charge, and it's the law. Louisiana 811 operates 811 as a public service. And to promote public safety, Louisiana 811 and the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, remind you, call 811 and know it's below before you dig. Let's head out to the hotline. Welcome on James to the show. James, good morning to you, brother. What's on your mind, my friend? My mind is always on the NFL and the Saints and the draft. I, I, I'm, I'm aligned with you 100%, and I would even say that what people aren't looking at is the Saints have been pretty respectful, and they always have as an organization. They're not going to draft somebody in under Jameis after they, they re-signed him. And made them go through everything they did. They, they made their play for another quarterback out of Texas, and I'm glad they didn't get. But when they signed the ginger can in there, I think they telegraphed what they were going to do and our plans going into the season. Uh, I'm with you. It's amazing this time of the year how many people take the bait and end up in the ice chest. Yep. Uh, it, it's just crazy. They're going to do. They're going to do stuff that makes uh, Jameis more successful. We're going to get that big thumper out of Central Michigan for Hard Raymond. And we're going to get a wide receiver. I hope Williams drops, if not Chris Olive. And that's how we're going. Now, all that being said, if Matt Corral's still sitting there with that low second-round pick we got, 
I think he's the, he's going to be the guy who come in and spend a couple years on the bench and be most likely to succeed and be an NFL quarterback 10 years from now out of this draft. And and and, and I'd add to that that basically it, it's just that, that that's how it's going to go, right? The Saints they may they may trade somebody on draft day like Pond Water for some more third and fourth round picks to work that mid mid season magic mid round magic that they do, but they've been pretty respectful as an organization. That's where they're going. Great phone call, James. Thank you so much, brother. Enjoy your day, my friend. That's an early candidate for a game changer of the week, because not only because James agreed with me, but. You don't do the moves that the Saints did. Look, the Saints brought in Jameis Winston. They brought in Andy Dalton to back him up. And Andy knows what his role is. Andy is the backup. The red rival is the backup. They tried to go get Deshaun Watson. Is Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett on the same level as Deshaun Watson and Jameis Winston? They're not even on the same level as the red rifle. Not right now. And I'm telling you, the Saints believe they can win now. The Saints believe they have a team, the way it's constructed. Once again, don't forget this. Their depth was an issue last year. They had talent on the roster. They had issues with their depth. And when injuries took their toll, that forced them to miss the playoffs. They were literally... On the last week of the season, the last weekend of the season, the Saints still had a chance to be the wild card. Despite having to start four quarterbacks, despite not having Michael Thomas, they nearly still made the playoffs. So if you're Mickey Loomis, Jeff Ireland, and the rest of the brain trust there, and now new head coach Dennis Allen, you look at your team going, we nearly made the playoffs last year with everything that we had to go through. Oh, by the way, now Jameis Winston's going to be healthy. Michael Thomas is healthy and back. Andres Pete is back. Pondwater is back, being healthy. Yeah, we have some holes, but the majority of the guys that were on the team last year that nearly made the postseason are back. Let's bring in a veteran quarterback to back up Jameis Winston in case he's not ready or in case he gets hurt. We don't want to have Ian Book on the the the, the field. We're going to move Taysom Hill to tight end because we want to use one of our athletes in a role to help us win games and to give Jameis a weapon, and we're going to make that move now. That's the other part of this. They're making that move now to let Taysom get reps to get to become one of their tight ends. You get Michael Thomas back. You bring back Traquan Smith. You're moving Taysom Hill to tight end. You see what they're doing. They know they got holes on this team. They're going to try to address it with the draft. You're not going to take two first-round picks and spend it on a quarterback. It's just not how they operate. They believe they can win now. Neither one of those guys is ready to win right now. Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett is not the answer, is not the missing piece for a Super Bowl run for the New Orleans Saints. Another wide receiver and an offensive lineman are. That's a luxury pick. That's a luxury pick. That's the type of pick you would make if you had an extra first-round pick and Drew was still playing at the end of his career, and you're like, you know what? We want to draft someone to be the heir apparent. And guess what? They never did that either. What makes you think they're going to take one now in a weak quarterback class? 
It's a weak quarterback class. But I will say this before we have to hit our timeout. I'm intrigued by the Matt Corral as a second-round pick thing. I could see that. Once again, the Saints have three picks in the top 50. Could they use their second-round pick after taking a wide receiver offensive lineman in the first round? Could they take their second-round pick and say, oh, Matt Corral's right there in the second round. He's dropped to us. That's interesting. Let's take a flyer on him. Then the Ian Book, we can close the book on Ian Book. <laughs> Which they should have done to begin with. Hey, you remember when people were so excited about Ian Book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that too. Just like people were excited Taysom Hill was the starting quarterback. People talk themselves into things all the time. Hey, that makes a lot of sense. No, it doesn't. Matt Corral, though, you could not have to rush him. Jameis is there. Maybe you get rid of Andy Dalton, but maybe you keep him. But yes, first round, I don't see it. I could see them maybe taking a guy that they like in the second round. But the Saints believe they're a few pieces away, and I'm telling you, they do not believe quarterback is one of those pieces. They're a lot higher on Jameis Winston than you are. All those Saints fans out there that want the team to draft a quarterback, talking to you. The Saints believe in their quarterbacks more than you do. Poll question of the day. We ran long. I got ranty. Who do you want the Saints starting quarterback to be next season? Jameis Winston, a first-round pick, Andy Dalton, shout out to the Red Rifle, or Ian Book? Somebody's just trolling. They're just voting for Ian Book for no good reason. Right now, 76% of you say Jameis Winston. 14% say Ian Book. 5% say first-round pick. 5% say Andy Dalton. Keep those votes coming. Keep those comments coming as well on Facebook and Twitter. We'll get to those. We'll share those with you coming up. You're listening to RP3 and Company right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 is known across Acadiana as a master of the English language. You look at all the guys that they got. Clinton Anukoraru, Oof. And I don't know how to pronounce this young man's name. TJ Falola. More like a master of broken English, that is. They also added an inside linebacker, Casey Wasawi. These names are killing me, man. I even practiced <laughs> last night. Me fail English? That's impossible. Now back to that silky smooth delivery of RP3 and Company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, if you haven't signed up for the Game Clubhouse yet, you need to do so today. Let's make April 12th the day we make that happen. You and I, let's do it together. Once you become a member of the Clubhouse, you're going to get great stuff. You'll have the opportunity to score great stuff. You can take your lady out 
for a nice night on the town. She deserves it. She puts up with your nonsense all the time. What about a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester Steakhouse? Hmm? I'm pretty sure your lady deserves a nice night on the town. Like going to Mr. Lester's. Great steak, sides, adult beverages. You can show her how much she means to you. So you know what? Step it up. Become a member of our clubhouse. It's free. It's easy. And once you do, you'll have the opportunity to score a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse. Let's make that happen today, guys. Come on. Let's go. Join the clubhouse. It's free. It's simple. There you go. Let's make today happen. Poll question of the day. Figured you would be excited about this one. And it's early in the morning and it's still, here we are. Plenty of comments already. We asked you, who do you want the Saints starting quarterback to be next season? Right now, 72% of you say Jameis Winston, 20% say Ian Book, 4% say first-round pick, 4% say Andy Dalton. I want to have a conversation with the folks that say Ian Book. You're either trolling yours truly or you decided to huff paint thinner this morning. Because if you believe Ian Book has any business being a starting quarterback in this league, you need to have your head examined. That's the PSA from RP3 and Company this morning. Let's look to some comments. Salty Steve. Lamar Jackson is a free agent next year. Mm-hmm. Build the defense and draft a couple of young receivers this year. Add LJ next year. Then be relevant again. The QBs the Saints have now aren't good at all. And let's say I buy Steve's argument that because Steve doesn't believe in Jameis or the Red Rifle. Or Ian Book. Let's say I buy that. I can guarantee you, Steve also doesn't believe that Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett is any better. So you're not making your team any better by drafting a rookie project quarterback. You're just not. Does not help. Does not help. Darren on the Twitter, number one Raging Cajun fan of RP3 and Company, says, new nickname for Jameis, Mr. Can't Get Right. I hope the quarterback, he does well, but let's hope he shakes my name I'm giving him. Few up and down seasons, bad systems, injuries, Deshaun, now what? Yeah. Now, let's be fair. Jameis's problems in Tampa had a lot to do with Bruce Arians, but also had a lot to do with Jameis. There's a reason why they moved on from him, despite him being a number one overall pick and a Heisman Trophy winner in the face of their franchise. Now, he's humbled himself by coming to New Orleans, learning under Breeze, learning under Peyton. And I'm willing to give Jameis the benefit of the doubt. But you can see it. And you can see why. Look, I get some people are like, ah. Eh. But if you paid attention to the games last year, you saw that the offense started to turn a corner with Jameis at quarterback, then he got injured. Now, what if they don't turn a corner this year with Michael Thomas? Once again, there was no Michael Thomas playing last year. Just to point out. 
JPK, the OD, says, Breaking news! Saints trade Ian Book to the Breakers for two cases of beer and three sacks of crawfish to keep Footer busy on draft day. <laughs> By the way, have you seen the Breakers mascot? I love it. I love the Breakers mascot. I shared it in the group text with everyone else here at the station, and I got nothing in return. I love how the Breakers mascot looks. He's the best USFL mascot by far. We got to name him, though. Well, y'all didn't want to say anything when I changed the name of the group message. And so, you know. Cinco and her boys? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. So, I'm not going to give you any type of response to your picture. It was a tweet? Not a picture? It's a tweet, but you may see the picture first. You don't see the tweet first. You see the picture. Okay. Okay. I He's forgot. I forgot. Uh, my apologies. It's all about you. Um, let's go to some more. <laughs> He's wears sunglasses. He's got yeah. cool looking shades on. He's got cool hair. Come on. How can you yeah, not love all, the breakers? He's all white. So it was like snow. So he's yes. icy as the Iceman. Hart on Twitter. I legitimately don't understand the dialogue for the Saints giving up two first to move up for a quarterback. Jameis is 28 years old, not at the end of his career by any means. Build up your strength now, not waste so much capital for someone who wouldn't even start for another two, three years. That's exactly what I'm talking about here. Why do people do that? Like, why does everybody go to assume that, you know, you have your first year, your first two years, and you automatically suck, so your, your career is done? Like, bro, they're all young. Jameis looked pretty good early on in his career. He had the really bad year where he had the 30 for 30 year, right? So, and now everyone, that's the stigma attached to him. Well, and and, and if you pay attention, if you look at the history of Bruce Arians coached quarterbacks, they always struggle with turnovers early on. Andrew Luck, Big Ben. Go back and look. Look at the stats. Because that's his that was his coaching philosophy and his coaching style. Let's chuck it, chuck it, chuck it. Throw it in double coverage. Constantly, constantly, constantly. So remember two years ago when Tampa won the Super Bowl. They turned their season around when Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady reportedly had a come-to-baby-Jesus meeting with Bruce Arians behind the scenes and said, you're killing us. You're killing us. This was following the Saints' loss. You're killing us. we got to be committed to running the football more. you got to stop having calling plays where we're chucking it up into double coverage all the time. And you know what happened after that? They didn't lose a game. So you want to bag on Jameis? I get it. I get it. But part of it is Arian's coaching style, right? And once again, why? My, my, my question to Saints fans, you're out there listening right now. I'm talking directly to you. Why don't you trust your team? Why don't you trust Mickey Loomis, Jeff Ireland, and the Brain Trust? Because they have built you into a consistent winner, contender, year in, year out for nearly 20 years. Yes, they've had mistakes. They've had mistakes along the way. Every franchise does, including the New England Patriots. But they've been a model franchise that makes right decisions, smart decisions, year in, year out. So this whole notion of not trusting the team and the people that have put together a consistent championship contender year in, year out boggles me. You're not the Washington Commanders. Trust me on this. (laughs) You're not my commanders. You want see to, you want to you want to have distrust about the decisions your franchise makes? Stop rooting for the black and gold. Come on the bandwagon of the Washington Commanders and I will show you dysfunction at an epic level. So this this 
this whole self-loathing with Saints fans not trusting their front office to make the right moves is mind-boggling to me. I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted by it because they have year after year make smart moves with the draft, make smart moves in free agency, make smart moves with trades. From the Drew Brees era on, had they had missteps? Jarius Bird, yes. Jason David, yes. Yes, they all have missteps. But for the most part, the majority of the moves they've made have been smart, have been beneficial to the franchise. Yet, I see so many of you out there going, okay, well, they got to get a quarterback. I don't know what they're doing. I'm pretty sure they know what they're doing. I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure what the franchise that's considered to be a top five or top ten one of the most well-run ran franchises in NFL. I think they may have a, a, a handle on things. That's just me. But who that they are going to draft a quarterback are not listening to your show or foot show. Or history. That too. Or history. I'm, I'm just, not this He's year. He's stating the facts, bro. Just listen. <laughs> Todd on Twitter says, who the hell's saying Ian Book? I just want to talk. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. JPK, the OD, said 2023 called and said that when the dust settles on the 2022 season, J-Dub will be seen as a fringe top 10 quarterback. Hashtag Saints playoff run. I love the optimism from JPK, the OD. John Paul says, I'm not saying that Winston is Drew, but they were both 26 years old when they joined the Saints. I did not like him as a Buccaneer because he is good. And a third year with Pete Carmichael will see even more improvement. Once again, the team believes in him. That's why they brought him back. And they were trying to get better than Jameis by going to go get Deshaun Watson. They didn't get Deshaun Watson. So they're selling for Jameis Winston. Is Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett Deshaun Watson? No! No! Once again, it's the season of misinformation. Yeah. You're welcome. We got to take a timeout. I am very amped up this morning. Why you make me so amped up four or five names? We got to take a timeout. Wrap up our number one next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You can experience Festival International like never before by winning the Games Festival International Prize Pack. Sign up for the Rewards Club today at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com and you'll get the chance to score a pair of Bon Ton Passes. Check it out. You can't even buy the Bon Ton Passes. They're sold out. They're sold out. You can only get these passes by winning the contest. And once you get those Bonton passes, you're going to get exclusive access to front row and stage areas. You're going to be so close, you're going to see the musician sweat. I'm telling you. Shaded seating, air conditioned restrooms. Oh, no sweaty porta potties for you. Express drink lines, shirts, pins, and even a poster. Experience festival like never before by winning the Festival International Prize Pack from the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. 
Who do you want the Saints starting quarterback to be next season? Is it Jameis Winston? Is it a first-round pick? Is it the red rifle Andy Dalton? Or is it Ian Book? Keep those votes coming. Keep your comments coming on Facebook and Twitter as well. We'll continually update it throughout today's show. Don't forget, we have three guests lined up for hour number three. So if you want to get your phone calls in, phone calls in, call the game hotline this next hour, 337-706-0111. You're listening to RP3 and Company right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Good morning. Welcome back to RP3 and Company as we broadcast live here from the game studios on this lovely Tuesday morning. Severe weather is expected throughout the area later this afternoon and tonight, correct? Yeah, so we're still waiting to find out if we're going to have college baseball games to watch and listen to. LSU is supposed to be taking on the Lamar Cardinals, who are back in the Southland Conference, by the way, after one year in the whack. Wiggity, wiggity, whack. LSU, Lamar at Alex Box, 630. You can listen to that game live right here on the game, if weather permits. And, of course, the Ridge and Cajuns are supposed to be hosting the McNeese Cowboys at 6 o'clock. Out at the Teague, which I'm planning on attending and covering. Once again, weather permitting. We'll get more college baseball talk later on in this hour here on RP3 and Company. Once again, phone lines are open. 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. Just know when you call, make sure you're nice to the lady on the other end of the line. You get sideways, you get a little too sassy for your britches. You know what's going to happen? Click. Dial tone. <laughs> so, remember, be nice to the lady on the other end of the line. You also be, you know, be there when I pick up the phone. That'd be, that'd be great. That is helpful as well, getting you on the line to talking with your truly RP3. If you, in fact, don't hang up. It's a bold strategy. I know. We do things a little different around here at the game. We're very avant-garde when it comes to our sports talk interaction with the listeners. But we want to hear from you. Absolutely. Whether you're listening on the radio dial or on the free game mobile app for Android or Apple devices or Alexa, Google Home, or maybe you're catching this on the simulcast because you said, you know what, I need a little bit of big, bald, and beautiful on my television screen. We appreciate you. 
That's right here in Acadiana on Stadium. 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. Let's head out to the hotline. Welcome on the man who was the game changer of the week last week. A molder of young minds, a young father, and a Northwestern State graduate, a proud demon, the one and only Mr. Green. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, sir. I'm actually wearing an NSU polo today, so oh. Forkham Demon. There it is. Now, Forkham, bud. Hashtag Forkham. What's on your mind, brother? Look, I was I was thinking about this poll question of the day, and, you know, maybe they could get the Cajun Cannon back, right? He was a Northwestern grad. Anyway, um, oh. so I, I was thinking, you know, all these people who are hating on Jameis right now, hey, go ahead and send him back to Tampa Bay. My Bucks would love to have him. Go ahead, trade him back. We'll take him because the problem was he uh, he had Bruce Arians number one, but number two he couldn't see. Well, last year he had that breakout right before he got injured. I mean, the dude was on pace to have a stellar year, and but everybody's ready to throw the book at him. Speaking of book, he could probably beat my Buccaneers because the Saints always make him look silly. So uh, anyway. I hope that they stick with, with Jameis. He needs a fair shot. He really does because he looks really good. If not, send him to the Bucks way. And uh, in other news, the Cowboys have already played themselves out of playoff contention. Hope you all have a great day. <laughs> uh, I'm always here for Cowboy Shade, by the way. That is RP3 approved. You want to come on this program and you want to throw shade at the Dallas Cowboys, I allow it. I will allow it every single time. That's how I roll. That's how I roll. Like a roller. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do they get? Like a roll up. (laughs) Ridiculous. You are ridiculous. Why do you keep singing? Look. Hattie, if you're in the car, tell your dad to stop. We've had this discussion before. I'm filled with song. I'm filled with dance. I'm going to let it out. I can handle it. And I feel like, why am I being judged by my producer constantly? I'm not judging you. I'm just Why are you trying to be a thief of joy? I just don't feel like listening to your singing. Thief of joy. Would you like me to scream for three hours? Yes. (laughs) Ian Book. (laughs) Ian Book. Who's no, voting for I, Ian Book? I did my best impression of Foot, you know, on the show, and it sounded great. And then I go to show it to Becca and to our intern and then to James Mesh, as in producer, and they're like, you know, the volume was there, the energy was there, but it was not his tone. I'm like, y'all didn't see what I did the last time, and it actually sounded good. <laughs> Very upset about it. It's you have to fine. do the mannerisms too, though. You I did. To, you have to I did hands. the hands. You have to I shake did everything hands. else. Apparently, I just did not have his tone. By the way, if you haven't seen, if you're not following us on the TikTok, or, or TikTok, please do tell the people where they need to go to follow us on TikTok because we are posting original videos to TikTok, including our latest one, <laughs> where Kevin Foot listens to Doja Cat for the first time. He does not like those. <laughs> and his reaction is, 
he throws out a lie, which I just love. Can you imagine listening to that on a Walkman? Which James Mesh is like, what's a Walkman? I was like, <laughs> of course. All right, bud. <laughs> of course. Well, they found out we're all about a year apart. Me, Miguez, and Mesh. Yeah, y'all, y'all are all youngsters. Yes, but I know what a Walkman is. I had a Walkman. So did Miguez. You had a CD Mesh. Walkman, though, didn't you? I did. There I'm sorry. it is. I have a cassette tape, but it's fine. Um, yeah, I, I, I had a cassette but tape. But Mesh Walkman. doesn't even know what it was, and I was like, all right. Um, you can go back to So Miguez is what, 24, you're 23, Mesh is now 22. Mesh's birthday was yesterday, right? Yes. That's how it is? I turned 24 this year. Miguez turns 25 this year. There we go. So I'll turn 44 this year. I'm so proud of you. So technically, yes, I'm the I'm the age of y'all's fathers. Really? Yeah, there my mom. Go. There you go. So yeah, and and there are days where I feel like I am the parent. It's perfectly fine. And I hired all three of you. You like, did. What was I thinking? <laughs> hired all three kids. How did he hire my children? <laughs> A family business. It's like herding cats some days. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey now. <laughs> but, by, by, by the time I get done with you three guys, I can go home and handle my daughter like nobody's business. You can't go home and handle Hattie when you get home. I'm going to be very surprised. Tina, I might not rethink this. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, look, I love this thing. Ridiculous. There we go. Now it's Harry Potter. Oh, I see. I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. I bring my wand to the studio one day. You should. My daughter has one too. She also has the 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 hat that puts you in the the certain house. We got that for her for her birthday. It's, it's called a sorting hat. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know the technical name of Harry Potter things. <laughs> my apologies. Got it. Next game excursion. We're all watching Harry Potter in my house. I can talk about '90s music and baseball players though. So that's what I bring to the table. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh man it is it's a crazy time of year it's a crazy time of year because we have the draft coming up at the end of the month we also have the state softball tournament softball season for high schools wrapped up yesterday uh the pairing should come out on thursday i do believe and then we still have high school baseball so things are happening quickly college baseball is is right now at the halfway point of conference play for both you know LSU and the Cajuns, and of course, McNeese. Softball season in college is wrapping up as well. We're only a few weeks, so things, man, lots going on. A ton going on, and of course, we have the NFL draft. Had the NFL draft, and that's been our big talking point so far today has been this notion that the Saints are going to use both of their first-round picks to trade up to get a quarterback in a weak quarterback class. When they've signed Jameis Winston to a two-year deal, they brought in Andy Dalton, and they have Ian Book on the roster. Like I just, I'm telling you, the Saints believe they are a couple pieces away from contending for a championship. They're not going to blow either one of those draft picks, first rounders, definitely not both of them, on a quarterback that's going to have to sit for a year. It doesn't help them. They're not long-term thinkers here. They're long-term thinkers about getting foundation pieces like offensive linemen or wide receivers or DBs. They like consistency. They like veteran quarterback. That's what they like. That's what Mickey Loomis likes. Go back to his entire time as general manager, even before Sean Payton came. Veteran quarterbacks. Guys that have already been in the league for a few years, not rookies. 
Let's head out to the hotline. Welcome on Manny to the show. Manny, good morning to you, brother. What's on your mind, my friend? Good morning, Ray. Before I start about the Saints, I, I kind of want to go to Hannah's team. And I know I, I risk my standing you know, with the foot show because Hannah and I talk almost daily. Hannah's team is 30th out of 32 bowling teams. Did I catch that right up? Up, that. Manny, is they're that up correct? to twenty after last night's performance, my friend. Hannah's bowling team is now up to twenty seventh with five weeks to go. <laughs> what? Well, I was gonna call her team say that her team should be named the Jets. But <laughs> maybe now we can maybe now we can call them the Giants or the Panthers. You know, usually the Jets always you know, 31st and 32nd Giants and Panthers kind of move up to 5th and 6th. Manny, you know, Manny, could we, so, Manny, know, could I, I we call her bowling her team, Manny, could we make the comparison her bowling team could be the Washington Commanders? I don't well, think Manny wants to call today. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that's pretty good because they usually, you know, 25th, <laughs> 24th. So, I mean, that, that's pretty good. The commanders, I'd say that's a compliment to Hannah's team. All right, now, you can't call. No, you can't call from 9 to 11 now, Manny. Good job. Good job. Been cut off for the day. I'm, uh, I run the risk of getting blocked because, you know, sometimes I call too many times during Kevin's show. She blocks me, you know, so I know I might catch the – get the brunt of this later on today or tomorrow or whatever. Anyway, I just wanted to comment quickly about the draft. I just cannot – Take the continuous, continuous silliness of quarterback. I mean, Thank you, you know, listen. Not only, not only the bundling of picks to move to fifth or sixth or whatever, which is, which is absolutely ludicrous. But even one of these guys at sixteen or nineteen. I, I, I mean, I don't even like the second round scenario, you know. But yesterday, I'm seeing. You know, picking at 16, bundling to get to, you know, Matt Corral at 19. I, I just don't see it, right? I don't see it, and I agree. I just cannot see any scenario where the Saints would do it. But, boy, you know, they work on your psyche. You know, right? when you hear something enough, it, became, it begins to become real. You know what yep. I mean? It's like almost everywhere I put, you know, everywhere I look. So, I'm just bracing myself. I'm like Kevin, you know. I, I might have to go, as my father used to say, I might have to leave for parts unknown if something <laughs> like that happens. Okay, guys, listen, y'all have a great day. Enjoying the show. You too, brother. Enjoy your day. Manny went with old school wrestling term there from parts unknown. And Manny's going call a show later on today. You leave Manny alone. Look, the reality is what the reality is. Your team's not very good. Okay, we're trying to be positive. It's a foundation year. So what I was trying to make you <laughs> understand, it's a foundation year for the five names bowling team. It's not even that. You're building for success in the future. Now, if you're around 27, 28 next year, then obviously you just need to accept the fact that you guys are just bowling for fun. Or he's not on the team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I have the lowest average on our team, so... If someone's got to go, it's got to be me. But you're the queen of positivity. And I'll just sit there and I'll, take, I'll do the scores I always do because their handwriting, all men's handwriting is just terrible. Y'all try so hard because handwriting is just bad.
Mm. I've seen two men in my life that actually have had good handwriting. And they were both classmates that worked on a project. And I was like, I can do the handwriting. It's beautiful. Were they men? Yeah. You sure? Yes. <laughs> we had a five-year-long relationship with girls at that point. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Handwriting? Who cares about handwriting? I think y'all's is terrible. Yours is terrible. Whatever. We got to take a timeout. Okay. We'll keep taking your phone calls. Hotline's open this hour. 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. You're listening to RP3 and Company. We're talking Saints. We're talking bowling. We're singing. We're talking about being positive. Online conspiracy theories. Being a parent. We're covering it all. Five names promises not to be so salty. That's all coming up. Right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Here on RP3 and Company, we talk about the sports you know and love baseball, football, basketball, and soccer. Isn't this great, man? I love soccer. Here we go, Galaxy. Here we go. Okay, maybe not soccer. But we'll try to do our best. Back to more knowledgeable sports talk with RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants to hook you up with a $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio in Abbeville. Richard Seafood Patio has some of the best boiled crawfish, but also serves up boiled shrimp, boiled crabs, fried and grilled seafood, burgers, steaks, pull boys, and a seafood buffet. Hello. Go sign up right now for the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com for a chance to score a $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio in Abbeville. Man, I'm hungry. Diet. Woo. Guess who's down to 305? This guy. Yeah. Five weeks in. Five weeks in. Started off at 322, but we probably were a little bit closer to 330 like a month earlier. But we'll, we'll go. We'll go down. So getting closer to getting to the three bills mark. Goal for the summer. I'm Because, I'm, look, I didn't put the weight on overnight, so I'm going to go slow. It's going to come off slowly. The goal is to get down to around like 285 by like July 4th which I don't think is unrealistic. That'd be a healthy weight loss, not getting crazy with it. And I can already feel like my clothes feel different. I feel I got like more energy. So weight loss program happening with the wife and I. Why are you laughing? Why is my weight loss funny to you? No, you're amazing. You have, whoa, words today. (laughs) That'd be helpful. (laughs) So let's... 
Try that again. Real quick. Okay, try that again. Okay. All right. Your weight loss journey is not laughable. It is fantastic. Thank I you. am very proud of you and I'm very proud of your wife. We're all doing this together. Thank you. Um, I am laughing because I was just sent a gif of uh Good got wow. This guy <laughs> Sheldon from Big Bang Big Theory. Big Bang Theory, there we yes. go. He is, it's, he's blowing into a uh, sandwich bag, you know, he uses a barf bag, from yeah. Martin Janik, my, like, like BFF now. Uh, I am pretty sure this is Foot listening to y'all's show this morning, listening to y'all talk about trading up for a QB. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, we don't think you're trading for the QB. That's not going to happen. Because yeah. Foot- you don't make the moves you do to, to do that. that. That's dumb. Footsie gets just as frustrated as I do with this. Yes. Because it, it shows a lack of knowing what the franchise you supposedly root for does. Yeah. And how they operate. Yeah, if you were loyal to our, our shows, then you should not even have the thought that if, you do if, that. if you take out listening to national folks that don't cover the team, that are just out there. Once again, this is the season of misinformation. This is the misinformation season. So pay attention to what the Saints do. Mickey, when he's in charge, and Jeff Ireland with him, they like to do a certain thing with the draft with their early, their first two round picks. They like to draft offensive linemen, defensive linemen, defensive backs. That's what they do. And fourth on that list would be wide receiver. There's no quarterback there. There's no quarterback there. So, once again, the Saints have only drafted a quarterback in the first two rounds of the NFL draft in the history of their franchise. Wait for it once. You don't bring back Jameis Winston. You don't bring Andy Dalton in if you believe that you're, you're, you need to draft a quarterback. They believe they can contend right now. They believe they're a couple pieces away from contending, and one of those pieces is not a quarterback that needs to be developed or would be the weakest part of your offense. Sorry. That's not how they operate. It's not how they operate. But keep voting on that poll question of the day. We love the comments. We love the, the the comments on the poll question of the day here on RP3 and Company. How about that deep? You like that? Should I start doing that as my voice every day? Hello, Raymond Parch the Third here. Welcome to RP3 and Company. Yes or no? Could I do it too? <laughs> now that I hear you do it, I, I understand how ridiculous it yes. sounds for me to do it. Thank you for that. <laughs> Poll question of the day. Who do you want the Saints starting quarterback to be next season? 76% of you say Jameis Winston. 15% say Ian Book. Once again, we're going to have a separate discussion about what's going on there. 7% say first-round draft pick. And 2% say the Red Rifle. Andy Dalton. Oh, my goodness. Brad has commented to Ton's tweet. Ton said, who the hell is saying Ian Book? I just want to talk. Brad says, someone who thinks he or she is a comedian but should keep that day job. <laughs> who that forever. I am keeping my day job, <laughs> and I am funny. Who that forever says, they believe in Jameis so much that they gave him a two-year deal, and they can get out of it after one year. They're drafting a quarterback. Why bring in Andy Dalton then? Who that forever. Like, like, you drafted a quarterback last year in the fourth round. You brought in Andy Dalton, and you have Jameis Winston. I'm not saying that they don't maybe look at a quarterback next year or the year after, but they're not doing it right now. 
Like, because of because it's a two-year deal, you're thinking, oh, no, they want a quarterback? Then, then you're just wasting time. That doesn't make any sense. If that's the case, let's say I believe Houdat Forever's logic here. Let's say I go down this path. It's dangerous, I know. Let's say I do that. Okay. Let's say they do want to draft a quarterback in the first round. Great. All right. Let's say I'm all in on that. You don't need two veteran quarterbacks on your roster, do you? They, on purpose, it's not like they accidentally signed these guys. They signed Jameis and they signed Andy Dalton. You don't sign two veteran quarterbacks who are roughly the same age and then decide, oh, yeah, uh, neither one of those are going to be the guys. We're going to draft a quarterback. No. No. Not how this works. They're drafting a quarterback. Not in the first round. But I'm going to save all these tweets. I'm going to, I mean, you know what? Hoot at forever. I'm, I'll just like your tweet. Hope that makes your day. I don't agree with it. I just don't. Once again, if your game plan was to draft a quarterback, Jameis Winston was a free agent. He was not on your payroll. You could have let him walk, but you signed him to a contract. You signed Andy Dalton to a contract. Do teams draft quarterbacks when they go out and sign not one but two veteran free agent quarterbacks? Does that happen? Is that commonplace in the NFL? Last time I checked, the answer you're looking for is no. If they only signed one, if they only signed Jameis, if 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 Dennis Allen and company, they said, we're bringing back Jameis Winston on this two-year deal, we're moving Taysom to tight end, and Ian Book will be our backup. If that was what occurred, then i say, yeah, they're going to be probably drafting a quarterback to develop and to mentor to bring along later on to be the heir apparent, to be the face of the franchise for 10 years. But that's not what they did. They went ahead and added another quarterback. Don't forget they also signed Blake Bortles early in free agency. So technically, they've signed three veteran quarterbacks this offseason. And still had Ian Book on the roster. They had four quarterbacks. And and they had Taysom Hill. So they had five. So they've signed this offseason. The Saints signed three quarterbacks. Blake Bortles. Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton. They still had Taysom Hill and Ian Book on the roster. That gives them five quarterbacks. And you guys are telling me. You're trying to convince me that they're drafting a quarterback. That's what you're telling me. After an offseason where they retained two of their own quarterbacks and signed three more. Three They just let Bortles go because he asked to be released. Come on now. Once again, if I'm wrong, who that forever? I will eat crow. I have a heaping plate of it. Big old deep dish pizza style. The Friday morning after the first round of the NFL draft. Because it would go against everything that Mickey Loomis and Jeff Ireland do. It would go against their philosophy. It would go against their tradition. It would go against the history of the New Orleans Saints to do that. 
especially drafting a quarterback in a weak quarterback class. None of those guys are as good as the guys they have on their roster. Well, maybe they're better than Ian Book. So it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. But every year, fans allow themselves to fall in love with quarterbacks in particular. Oh, he's the game changer. He's the guy that's going to get us over the top. That's the guy that's going to make it happen. Eh. Fool yourself, man. We got to take a timeout. More RP3 and company coming up. We'll talk a little LSU baseball, a little Raging Cajuns baseball. That'll be next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 is known for being a well-tempered and thoughtful sports journalist. The incompetence, the absolute abundance of arrogance from Rob Manford makes me want to punch him in his throat. Okay, well, we all have our bad days. I'm not kidding. If he was right here in the studio, I would walk up to him and throw him a punch. Well, let's all hope he took his meds today. Back to hopefully a calm and collected RP3 on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Southwest Louisiana's Louisiana's sports Sports station. station. Do you have chronic joint pain like in your knees and hips? It's time to think about an exciting new way to treat joint pain with biologic therapies, regenerative solutions. I'm talking about QC Kinetics, now available here. Hey, it's RP3. Lots of people here have called QC Kinetics already. They are the nation's leader in helping people deal with chronic pain with no surgery, no drugs, no steroids, and no downtime. These natural pain treatments can actually... Repair and restore damaged tissue in your joints with long-lasting results. I'm telling you, biologic solutions help your body heal itself. If you have joint pain due to arthritis, lower back pain, shoulder pain, you need to change the way you think about pain treatments and discover the biologic therapies at QC Kinetics. Get moving again. Get your life back with no surgery and no drugs. Call QC Kinetics right now to learn more. 337 243-4222. That's 337-243-4222. Oh, regenerative, real pain relief. 243-4222. Don't forget, rather, there we go, breaking in that new tongue this morning, apparently. You give that to me because you struggled earlier. Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. It's about what do you want the Saints to do? Who do you want to be the starting quarterback for the 2022 season? Because there's a lot of rumors out there during misinformation season that the Saints are looking at drafting a quarterback. I don't buy it. I'm not buying. I'm not picking up what they're putting down, as my dad would say. Not doing it. But maybe you are. Some of you are. God bless you. I'm going to pray for you. But those are your options. Jameis Winston, Ian Book, the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, or a first-round pick? Go vote on our poll question of the day. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Can I say something real quick before we dive into LSU baseball? Am I allowed? Producer extraordinaire, Miss Hannah, five names. Thank you. I'm going to say this. It's going to be bold. It's going to be daring. 
because of you, producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, soon to be wife extraordinaire. Shout out to Kenneth. Hattie's amazing videos is about to be taken to another level. You're showing me how to put stuff together. It will no longer simply be, hey, I'm just going to shoot something on my phone. We're going to use those skill sets that you use to make our social media look so good here at 103.7 The Game to take my daughter's videos to another level. And you know who's ready for it? She is. She is. She is. She's ready. She's ready to take her game to another level. She saw the videos? I have not shown her the videos yet. I was ready then. I wanted to surprise her. I got to show her today. So we're going to film a video today. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to happen. And we're going to have the new intro and new outro on it. We're going to debut that bad boy tonight because you've showed me how to uh, work the iPhone movie magic. I will probably need to help, need more help with that because I'm 43 going on 72. And uh, technology... FaceTime will be readily readily available with share the screen as well. (laughs) Thank you. you. That that may be needed. So I'm just saying, about to take it up to another level. Is the world ready for my daughter to take her Hattie's Amazing Videos to another level? Probably not. But you know what? It's what the world needs. Yes, it is. Who's more nervous, her or yours truly? There's only one right answer here. Me. No, it's me. It's I because I, I I know I just know what it's going to be like. She's going to give a great take, and she's going to be delightful like she always is in our little videos that we do together. And then I'm going to screw up the editing somehow. So, just so you know, that's why I'm more nervous than you are. <laughs> my daughter, my daughter is a rock star. She's going to kill it with the new look, Hattie's amazing videos. I'm going to try to do my best not to screw it up. So I will be leaning on producer extraordinaire and iMovie extraordinaire Hannah Five Names. And you are very lucky. They just started doing where on FaceTime you can do share my screen. Oh, there so we go. So that you can share. Which I hope you know how to you can figure out how to do that. We'll Ooh. troubleshoot we'll troubleshoot that before <laughs> you leave today. Uh, may need some help with that as well. We'll probably go and use an old video y'all have done so I can show you how to do it so that you know how to do it. There, yes. Yes. There we go. So I'll be ready to go. I'll be ready to rock and roll. Good job. I'm proud of you. Baby girl will be good to go. Don't worry. And then, a YouTube channel take... link will be shared on every social media platform. That's right, because the then we're going to go back and we're going to add these intros and outros to all of the videos that we've done over the years. And we're going to create a Hattie's Amazing Video page on YouTube. So it's about to be taken to another level. Boom, boom. HP1 and RP3. HP1 is gunning for my job. She's seven. Coming to your nearest uh, YouTube.com. HP1 is looking to take my job. She wants to bump me out of this chair. She wants to come host the show just with you. Five names. I'm waiting for the day she actually like does the whole like thermometer next to the lamp and the light so she has a fever if she can come to the studio with you. <laughs> I'm waiting for that day. So you're trying to encourage my daughter to pretend to be sick so she can come yes. to the studio? <laughs> you can as well, Tina. Yeah, everyone loves my daughter and my wife more than they do I. And that's how it should be, by the way, fellas. If you're listening, you always need to marry up, which I did. And you always need to have your kid be better version of you, which yes. that's already happened. Yes. She's only seven. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> <laughs> 17 going on 44. Oh, there it is.
Oh, while we have a moment, let's talk a little LSU baseball, shall we? They are scheduled to take on Lamar tonight at Alex Box Stadium at 6.30 is scheduled first pitch. Now, that's going to be weather permitting, right? Because we have a bad storm system that's supposed to be coming through later this afternoon and this evening throughout the state of Louisiana. It seems like this has become a tradition here lately for us here in southwest Louisiana. But they're coming off a great weekend. Their first conference series sweep in a few years. Their first conference road series sweep even longer. And it feels like maybe, maybe the LSU baseball team is starting to turn a corner. This past weekend in Stark Vegas, when they swept the defending national champs, who, by the way, are not as good as they were last year. I understand that. I know that. But it's still a road series sweep against a quality opponent. Can they build some momentum? Because they have their work cut out for them because they have to go up to Arkansas, who leads the SEC West right now. If the Tigers, Jay Johnson's squad, can notch back-to-back series victories on the road, man, then they've really turned the corner. Then they've really turned the corner. Then you could really see them possibly win the West and be a really good team, maybe even a super regional team. I'm not quite there yet, but I liked what I saw over the weekend. And... Coach Johnson was asked yesterday during his weekly press conference about this recent success, about having such a great weekend, and will that success that they experienced in Starkville maybe provide some clues for being able to sustain that moving forward? Well, I think they've been competitive. I mean, through every game. like that That's something I think um, I would stand behind them with, I think, in terms of of confidence, you know, is, is, you have to be confident to be successful, but sometimes guys need some success to have some confidence, and it's kind of this wheel that is ever, you know, you're always, you know, trying to keep them in the right right frame of mind, or right in the head, as I would call it, and so I think it can only help, but again, I mean, you know, everything we did this weekend, it, it's not going to carry over to the next from a result standpoint, but hopefully the success, you know, as I say to them, leaves some clues as far as how to approach it, and Um, They played confidently this weekend, and I would like to see them do that going forward. There's always a moment in a season, during a season rather, where a team finds itself. And sometimes it happens earlier, but sometimes, especially with the new coaching staff and new players, it takes a while. And it sounds like Jay Johnson feels like his team is starting to kind of find themselves. And they're playing to their potential. Look, we know LSU can hit. That's Jay Johnson's bag, right? That's what he does. That, that, that's his thing. That's, his, that's his, his specialty. They struggled with getting timely hits for the most part this season, and they had problems fielding as well. The defense was really good over the weekend. How good? For a team that was one of the worst fielding teams in the SEC, they did not commit a single error in the three-game series at Mississippi State. And Coach Johnson talked about his team's defensive effort in Stark Vegas. Really proud of those guys. All of them have really good makeup and competitiveness and obviously have some good stuff. I kind of felt that going into the year, that would be a strength of our team and you know, getting them lined up right. Um, 
you know, and, and doing that and, and putting them with their talent in the right spots, it's it was it was a great weekend for those guys. That was that was the story. If they can get look, they don't have to be perfect. Air free weekend baseball would be amazing. If they can just keep that up, and you don't have to be perfect, but if you're not committing, you know, two errors a game, this LSU team is going to be so much better. It's going to be so much better. Because once again, they have talent. It's just coming together, figuring all of it out. And a big breakout star over the weekend, of course, was Josh Pearson, the West Monroe native, was so good at the dish over the weekend that he was named co-SEC Freshman of the Week yesterday. And Coach Johnson talked about his level of maturity despite being so young. He's very mature for his age. Uh, came in with a better hitting foundation than most players do as, as freshmen. You know, we cross the, what I would call the top of college baseball. We all get talented guys, but there's a big difference between having talent and being ready at this level. He's very coachable. He's very smart. Uh, we made a couple small adjustments in the fall, and uh, he took to those well. I think getting some at-bats under his belt early was good. I've seen a noticeable difference in him just being in control of himself and, and slowing the game down. I think the talent um, you knew was there. Um, was probably of the freshman class of position players was the guy was most high on. Once again, LSU's going to be taking on Lamar tonight. They're at Alex Box Stadium. It's scheduled first pitch 6.30. You can listen to the game live right here on 103.7 The Game, 104.1 The Game if weather permits so if something happens with the game we will let you know not to worry we gotta take a timeout. when we return here on rp3 and company we'll talk raging cajuns baseball we'll hear from coach matt deggs that's next right here on the game 1037 lafayette 1041 lake charles southwest louisiana sports station Let's talk a little Raging Cajuns baseball, shall we? Matt Deggs' team coming off a great weekend series sweep as well as they went up to Jonesboro, Arkansas and took all three games from those Red Wolves. And they're preparing, once again, scheduled to host McNeese tonight at the Teague. The old I-10 rivals will be coming to town. Should be a good one if weather permits it, obviously. And then weekend series at home for Easter weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday against in-state rival ULM. And Coach Deggs was straight up asked yesterday during his press conference about the road games. Once again, they had two last week at La Tech, back-to-back nights, and then had to go up to Jonesboro. And how much being on the road and being tested on the road, how much did that help his ball club? It's gigantic because of the – the first game at Tech, huge opportunities, right? I think they were 35 RPI. It's on the road. They're very old. They're very good. And we had it. We'd come, we came back in both of them. And uh, we had it. We had momentum. And it was a, a little bit of a sick feeling, kind of same song, second verse. And I think there was a little hangover effect for the first few innings there. And a little bit of just getting out-competed, which is not acceptable. Uh, scoreboard, whatever but we're not going to get out-competed at the dish. 
Cooper Rawls was fantastic for them last week. On Monday, he was selected to the Collegiate Baseball's National Players of the Week list. Went 2-0 last week on the bump. ERA of 0.93 and 14 Ks and 9.2 innings of work. And Coach Deggs praised his young hurler. Coop is a highly competitive young man that believes in himself. He believes in his stuff. And obviously, it's good enough to play. He's won a national championship. He's won his whole life. You know, he made an adjustment with his arm stroke. He was over the top. And now it's, you know, low three quarters with a kind of a frisbee slider. That still has a little bit of depth to it. He can create swings and misses and a lot of takes on that. And he's got a good change up. And so it's a three pitch mix at 86 to 90. And, and you don't know when you're getting that slider. I don't care where you're at, who you are. That's an issue. And uh, uh, as soon as he can bounce back from this last outing, kind of stressed him this week. You know he'll be in the mix. I think he could start. He could, he could, he could fill any role for you. Raging Cajuns are slotted to host the Cowboys tonight, weather permitting. Six o'clock first pitch at the T. That's going to do it for hour number two. Hour number three, we're going to talk some recruiting, some NIL with our buddy Jarrett Rozier. He'll join us live next. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Welcome back to RP3 and Company. Hour number three has arrived. Hotline is closed. Sorry. Two hours worth of phone calls. But now we got three guests in the final hour of today's show. Coming up in a half hour from right now, Ali Cassell from the Bird Rights Editor-in-Chief will join us to help preview Pelicans Spurs play-in game extravaganza at the Smoothie King Center tomorrow night. That'll be coming up. Also talk a little NBA playoffs with Ali. Coming up in about 15 minutes right now, Coach Dez, that's right, first-year man in charge of the Raging Cajuns football program, will be joining us. I caught up with him yesterday, so we'll play that for you as spring football is now in the books. Also, don't forget, poll question of the day. As I've told you over and over again, this is the silly season. This is the season of misinformation. Happens every year. Final three weeks heading into the draft. So much misinformation gets put out there. And you as the draft fan, you as the Saints fan, gobbles it up, let your blood pressure rise for no good reason. And then you get all stressed out about the Saints taking a quarterback and using two first-round picks to trade up to get said quarterback in a class which is expected and is heralded as being less than stellar. But here we are. I have told you this, and I'll say it again. 
the Saints have drafted a quarterback in the first two rounds of the NFL draft once in their entire franchise history. That was Archie Manning. Mickey Loomis, as the general manager, as the man who runs the organization for the queen, Gail Benson, likes drafting a certain way. And you know what he likes drafting? Whether it was with Sean Payton or even before. Offensive line, defensive line, DB, those are your top three. That's what he likes using his first and second round picks on every year. And sometimes wide receiver jumps into there. That's what they do. That's their history. That's what they do. But many of you are convinced that they're going to trade up to get Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. Also, why would they do that? I said it earlier. I'll say it again. They signed not one, not two, but three quarterbacks this offseason. Three. Don't forget about Bortles service. That's right, Blake Bortles. They signed him. Then they signed Jameis Winston. Then they signed Andy Dalton. And they still had Taysom Hill and Ian freaking Book on the roster. And you're telling me that even after letting Bortles go because he requested to be released so he could go sign on with another team after they signed Andy Dalton, you're telling me after signing three quarterbacks in the offseason and retaining two of them that the New Orleans Saints are going to buck their tradition and buck the philosophy of Jeff Ireland and Mickey Loomis and Gail Benson for the better part of 20 years to go trade up and get a quarterback in one of the worst quarterback classes in modern memory. I'm not buying what you're selling. But we want to hear from you with the poll question of the day. Who do you want the Saints starting quarterback to be next season? 78% of you say Jameis Winston. 12% say Ian Book. 6% say a first-round draft pick. 4% say Andy Dalton. Keep those comments coming. Keep those votes coming as well on our poll question of the day. Right now, though, it's time for us to talk recruiting. It's time for us to talk high school sports. It's time for us to talk about NIL deals. Ooh, it's a whole new world. It's time for us to talk to our guy, Jarrett Rozier. Jarrett, good morning, brother. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Ray. How are you all this morning? I'm a little amped up, bud. I'm a little amped up. I love up. it. I, I wanted to start <laughs> clapping while you, were, uh, while you were rolling through that. I just, I just I, don't understand. Just, I'm an old man now, Jared, and I, my frustration, I get easily frustrated now. I've gotten to that point in my life where I'm bald and I'm trying not to be fat. I'm on a diet, but I still get easily frustrated with things. And this is one of those things every year I get frustrated with. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's understandable. As, as you said, it's silly season, a crazy season as we lead up to – NFL draft, obviously, because football is is king, but I, I've always paid attention to the NBA draft quite a bit, uh, and, and so you see some of it there. But anytime there's this gap in actual on-court or on-field activity and and so much uh, open-ended nature as, as a draft brings, it just brings wild levels of speculation that, that really skew off far from anything close to accuracy and people just kind of run with it more and more in social media age now oh man you're not wrong there bro you're not wrong there all right bud give us the latest updates concerning lsu and the raging cajuns and maybe meet nice on the recruiting trail i know it's kind of a weird time right now not a ton of activity but what can you tell us 
Yeah, I don't think we've seen a ton, uh, particularly, you know, my focus always tends to be more in-state. I don't think we've seen a ton of activity in terms of uh, commitments or or offers. We, we talked a little bit about the two recent LSU commitments or uh, offers in-state last week. Uh, and, and all these programs have had a chance to to get some folks come through and kind of check out some, some spring ball and things like that. And just keep kind of building those relationships, uh, trying to lay the foundation to get as many of those guys to come out to camps. Uh, once those kick off the end of May and, and into the heavy season of June. Um, but, but that's, that's been kind of about it um, right now, just trying to take advantage of uh, some of these high school spring breaks and, and whatnot and, and get more guys just to, to come through and, and, you know, keep building that relationship day by day. So it's kind of a down year, uh, down time right now, not down year, uh, so to speak. Uh, Because I get asked about this every week, I'm just going to pass it along to you. What's the latest on Arch Manning? (laughs) (laughs) I, I'm really interested to see, I mean, what what his timeline ends up being, because we talked about that. I guess in the at some point early in the fall, we've talked I, about I really, it for a year and a half. Well, oh yeah, I, just in terms of his timeline, I know we had talked about. I anticipated likely a a springtime announcement th- this spring to try and figure things out. Uh, potentially, I I certainly don't figure him to be someone that that rides it all the way to the end and and makes a big signing day hoopla and all of that. And so the fact that we're now getting into kind of the the mid part of April, we're starting to get into the the really interesting stretch for him. As much attention as has been on him throughout his entire high school career, and probably to some degree even before that, uh, if he is a guy that wants to make an announcement and get it out of the way before senior year, just kind of get some of that distraction out of the way for he and his, his teammates. We're now in that that crunch stretch of of just a few months. Uh, and I, I would have been more surprised probably to think that he would take it to the end than I that would have been if he would have already made an announcement by now. And so uh, we are kind of hitting the the peak of that that bell curve of of likeliest stretch for him to to make an announcement here in the in the coming months. Boy, I just feel like when it comes to Arch. Boy, I just I keep coming back to this, and I don't know why. I have no idea. I, I just, boy, it sure does seem like Georgia seems like a a, a good fit for a lot of reasons, and it uh, it wouldn't be unlike Kirby to come into Louisiana to poach a guy either. Yeah, absolutely. I I think you look at schools like Georgia, Alabama, Texas, and Clemson who have been there throughout, and obviously LSU fans can get excited about the fact that. Uh, you know, a, a new staff brings kind of a, a fresh start uh, to a, a recruitment where they had seemed to be lagging behind some of those programs. And so if you can convince the, you know, convince Arch and the Manning family that that you have things going in a, a different direction that that is more intriguing to them, then maybe you get back into that mix. Um, I know Virginia is a school that has, has come up a little bit here and there throughout and, and a little bit more recently uh, some, some family connections there on, on his, on Arch's mom's side. Um, A and M becomes potentially a little bit more interesting now that, 
that Eli Holstein has has decommitted and reopened from there. Uh, Ole Miss, we've talked about before. There's obviously that family connection and uh, an exciting offense and all those things. But, you know, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, and Texas have been the ones that have felt like they were in kind of the vying for the pole position, so to speak. Those have been the four that have been looming the largest most steadily uh, throughout his recruitment. And so I still kind of tend to, to gear those directions. Wrapping up our conversation with Jarrett Rozier, recruiting analyst, reporter, a man who's also known as Mr. Worldwide. He joins us here on RP3 and company. All right, bud, I need you to break it down for not only myself, but for everyone out there listening, the NIL for high school kids. Uh, that, that's a topic that is you know gaining a lot of steam a lot of people want to talk about it break it down for us especially here for the state of louisiana yeah and i think there's a lot to that um starting out it it seems like there was a lot of surprise to hear the lhsa meeting and having discussions about nil last week and i always kind of felt like that was just a matter of time when that landmark decision was made over a year ago uh, now for college students to be able to capitalize off of their own name, image, and likeness that if, if that was a federal decision that that was not going to affect their quote unquote amateurism at the college level, that there was no way to stop that from trickling down to the high school level. Um, You know, in, in Louisiana, there were no rules against student athletes capitalizing off of their NIL prior the the big hindrance was the fact that you would potentially impact your amateurism and eligibility at the college level and so when that got taken out of out of the way and then you you look at the potential of if a high school or high school association tried to block high school athletes from and and their families from uh following that trend that that was just a lawsuit waiting to happen because there already been a precedent set that um, that these institutions could not stop you from doing so. And so uh, we're at a point now where the high school associations are trying to to get a handle on it and, and what all of that means as some more of their athletes start to get a few of these opportunities. I don't think you're looking at anything like some of those Bryce Young numbers that came out for Alabama last year where, where Nick Saban was casually dropping uh, million-dollar references in, in press conferences. But um, there are some things happening, and so the LHSA is just – kind of taking this approach of quote-unquote education not regulation and trying to do what they can to partner with schools and and families to make sure that that things are as informed um, and and handled as appropriately as possible uh, moving forward but that obviously opens up a a whole lot of ripple effects and question marks that that folks at at the schools and and really around the state all have jared Appreciate you, Tom, as always, brother. Enjoy your week, and we'll talk to you next week. Happy Easter to you and yours, my friend. Likewise, man. You'll have a great rest of the week. we got to take a timeout. When we return here on RP3 and Company, the man in charge of the Raging Cajuns football program, Coach Dez, will join us. Caught up with him yesterday. That's coming up right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
Welcome back to RP3 and Company. Spring football is in the books. We talked to the McNeese football coach, first-year man in charge, Gary Goff, yesterday because his team wrapped up the spring season on Saturday. Well, guess what? Right here in our own backyard, the man in charge of the Raging Cajuns football program did the same on Saturday with the Vermilion and White game there at Cajun Field. He was a star at Catholic High of New Iberia, then became a star, a record-breaking quarterback, Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year with the Raging Cajuns. He then went into coaching, had success in the high school level, and then worked his way up as an assistant coach for both Mark Hudspeth and Coach Billy Napier, helping them lay the foundation of greatness for years to come. So when Dr. Brian Maggard was looking for the man to take over the program, he didn't have to look far. He looked right here from Acadiana's very own. Joining us now here on RP3 and Company is the man in charge of the Raging Cajuns, the one and only Coach Dez. Coach, good morning to you, brother. How are you? I'm good, Raymond. Good morning, man. How are y'all? Doing great, brother. Appreciate you making the time for us. I know you're immensely busy. So just give me your kind of your takeaways with your first spring in the books as the head man in charge of the Raging Cajuns. How do you feel your team is and how do you feel uh, where they're at? We're really pleased with the progress we made this spring. You know, um, you know, certainly there were a lot of question marks going into it with the number of, uh, you know, seasoned veteran experienced players that we had that are that are no longer here um but we felt really good about the depth we felt like we had some young guys that had been you know working uh while they waited for their turn and um you know this spring confirmed that you know we got some guys that are ready to step up and go so um, a lot of really good things that happened this spring um and uh some good situations that we had to put players in to to go in there and compete and uh you know coming out of it you know, the goal is always to be better than you are going into it, and we certainly feel that way. Quarterback, obviously, is the glamour position. It's a position that you played, and you understand how important it is. Uh, but also for you, Coach, not only are you replacing your quarterback in Levi Lewis, who's graduated and is moving on to try to play professional football, you are having to replace one of your team's unquestioned leaders, a guy, as you know, was a leader as a true freshman and commanded respect in that locker room. Is that more of a challenge finding a guy to replace Levi as a leader or as the quarterback? You know, I mean, I, I think, you know, what he's done as a quarterback is unquestioned, you know, but, you know, people didn't see the day to day, you know, in the way that he handled himself and the leadership qualities they had on this team. So, you know, I mean, I, I think you can always replace a position, you know, and I, I feel that way, you know, not just in football, but in anything it's always a challenge to replace the person, um, you know, and Levi was, was that type of person for us, you know, I mean, just, you know, the hardest worker, the, the, the epitome of what true leadership looks like, you know, do as I say, you know, do as I do, not as I say, you know, uh, where you live in a world where so many guys, you know, think leadership is kind of pointing the finger. He was the opposite. Um, you know, certainly had the vocal capacity to say what needed to be said, but, um, you know his leadership qualities are something that'll be missed, and you know, I don't think you, uh, I don't think you lean on one person to do that. You know, I think we've got a really strong group of leaders on this team. Um, guys in that quarterback room are, are certainly more than capable of leading as well. Um, but you know, I mean, particularly while you're figuring out who the quarterback is going to be, um, it takes other people stepping up to do it. You know, and each quarterback has to lead in his own way, and they've got to, you know, uh, 
develop the respect and earn the respect of their teammates. Um, and they're doing that, but um, you know, it, it takes it, it takes a lot of people to kind of fill that void sometimes. And our leadership on this team has been phenomenal this spring. Give me your insight as a man who played the position and has also coached the position. Uh, what do you like uh, about your quarterback room as it stands right now on April the twelfth? You know, I mean, you have to love how competitive they are. I mean, it's a very deep group, um, you know, all the way across the board, you know, from Ben and Chandler, you know, all the way down to the to the, to the freshman who just got here in, in January. Um, you look around, you say, wow, these guys all have really, you know, they have, they're high character. They've got, you know, great uh, quarterback traits as far as the leadership skills go and, and the, the mental capacity to do it. And then, you know, physically, they're certainly all very talented. So, um, you know, you're really excited about the group. You know, the number one thing that, that you that you have to just love about it is the competition. Um, you know, it makes it – certainly you'd like to go through spring and come out of it and say, all right, well, this guy is hands down the, the number one guy, and that's what we're going to go with. Um, but that's usually not the case. And, you know, right here, I, you know, I do think that Ben and Chandler have certainly separated themselves from the other three right now. Um, you know, their ability to uh, operate within the system and the way that we want to do it has um has certainly you know become apparent that those two are, are, are ahead of the rest um but between them both you know it's kind of day to day you know one day you'll go out there and you'll say okay well this guy looks like you know he's ready to take it over and then the next day next day the other guy comes out and does it so i think it speaks to their competitive nature um and i think it speaks to the to the fact that all these guys are very talented and very capable so you know, you're really happy with some of the things you saw. You know, at times you just, you know, you saw flashes of, of really, really good stuff. And then, you know, you saw kind of some mistakes of guys that had never been the starter that, that they're going to make. So, you know, it's all part of the process. But, you know, very pleased with that group. And uh, we knew that it was a deep group going in and certainly still feel the same way at this point. We're talking with Coach Dez, the man in charge of the Raging Cajuns football program. He joins us here on RP3 and Company. All right, let's talk about your offensive line. Obviously, a little banged up, right, with uh, last season and surgeries and, you know, rehab and everything like that. But even though you lose guys, a lot of guys left. You know, some guys graduated, other guys transferred. Some guys are preparing for the NFL draft. You still have a group that has experience getting playing time. How do you feel about your offensive line now that spring is in the books? You feel really good about, about the first group um, and, and, you know, and a couple guys here and there. You know, I mean, I think the goal is you always want to have eight that you feel really, really good about playing in a game. Um, and, and we do. You know, we certainly do. And, and you got some other guys that you're like, okay, you know, these guys did some really good things this spring. they still got a little bit further to go, which is, is typical, right? Um, you know, that position in particular is such a developmental position that it, it some guys it just takes a little bit longer. Um, but – you feel really good about it. You know, obviously, you know, Rubio, who was out the whole spring with our starting left tackle last year, um, he he looks really good. He's done a lot of indie and things like that, you know, so he's moving around really good. Just wasn't cleared for contact. Um, you know, Jack got back in the mix um, about probably about halfway through spring. Um, and Jack Harrington's a guy who's played for us since he's been a true freshman. You know, he had a couple injuries that kind of knocked him out, but, uh, you know, he's, he's proven himself as a player on the field. Um, you know, and then Landon Burton started out really, really good, really strong this spring um, and had an injury uh, about halfway through that. <clears throat> he'll be back for fall camp. 
Um, but certainly missing some of the offseason will, 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 will certainly not be a good thing for him. Um, but he has shown his ability and his, his ability to compete as well. And then David Hudson is a guy who, I mean, David, just every time he's got an opportunity, he's played his tail off over the past couple of years. So him being out this spring, you know, you felt you felt like, okay, well, we know what we have in these guys. So then you get to speed up the development of, you know, uh, King McGowan, um, George Jackson, Mackie Malo, um, you know, all those guys that haven't played for us a whole lot. Um, you know, even Nate Thomas, who played quite a bit at the end of the year last year, but, you know, they needed more reps, and those guys really benefited from, you know, I mean, you hate to say it this way, but they benefited from being able to get all those reps with the one, um, and, and they did a really good job this spring. You know, you're excited about where they're coming, um, the direction they're headed in, um, you know, and then A.J. Gilly was a little bit of the, the unsung hero a little bit this spring on the offensive line just because he started last year every game. We knew what we had in him, and this spring he just kind of was business as usual. So, you know, uh, you feel really good about a handful of those guys, um, and certainly, you know, injuries always play a part of it. So I don't think you ever want to go in there with five that you feel really good about. You know, in the past couple of years, shoot, we've played, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten a game. And um, that, I think that's the best-case scenario uh, to be able to continue to play guys to keep getting uh, experience and, and meaningful snaps. So you know, we're going uh, to keep that group going. You know, uh, Jeff and, uh, and Brian have done a phenomenal job this spring uh, of, of working them, getting them better, um, giving them great feedback, making sure that they understand the flaws and the things that they need to fix. And, you know, we got a lot of things to work on this summer across the board, but O-line is certainly no different. Um, and we'll have those guys ready to go, and then we'll add a few more, you know, coming in, some youngsters that, you know, you certainly expect them to have to develop as well. But uh, we're, we're excited about that group. Um, this spring was very beneficial. Um, even though you had a lot of guys that were out, it didn't always look the way you wanted to at times, particularly with that second group of offensive line. But uh, in the long run, you, we'll, we'll be better off for it. Wrapping up our conversation with Coach Dez, man in charge of the Raging Cajuns. He joins us here in RP3 and company. Coach, let's talk about the other side of the football. You have a lot of guys coming back on that side of the football. you got guys like Trey Amos, former Catholic High of New Iberia star, Braylon Trahan from Acadiana, but also Zion Hill, a young man that I've gotten to know over the years from covering him in high school and all the way through college. You know, We talk about leaders, and you say, hey, it's going to be shared. Would it be safe to assume that Zion's going to be one of those guys that are going to be the unquestioned leaders for the team, not only for defense, but for the entire team? Zion, you're asking if he's yes, a leader? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think Zion has been a leader here for a long time. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, we've got a really good group of kids that are that are capable of taking the leadership on this team and running with it. Um, and Zion is certainly no exception, you know I mean? Zion um, this spring didn't get any team reps, you know, coming off of a uh, off of a, a little uh, operation in the off season. Um, but he's cleared to do everything except for really contact is kind of what we're keeping him out of, you know. Um, but the thing that I loved about it with him and with a lot of the older guys, you know, kind of standing behind, you know, by the quarterbacks, and, and you got kind of both sides kind of behind the play hearing him coaching and talking through things and coaching up those younger guys that are in there that are getting snaps. Um, it, it, it's kind of like, it makes you see, well, you know, this, this is really, 
we're on to something here with some of the leadership that we have going right here because, you know, you hear them coaching, you hear them teaching. And um, I think when kids understand things, well, if they can, if they can teach something, then they really have a true understanding of it. And, uh, you know, you kind of hear that out there at practice. So Zion is definitely one of those guys. Um, he's played really good football for us here. He's been a great example of what you want a raging Cajun football player to be. Um, you know, and he embodies what, our, what the culture is all about. So, there's no doubt that we expect him to continue to lead. We expect him to continue to step up and be a guy that's going to, you know, lead by example um, and, and, you know, certainly be vocal when, when needed. Coach, appreciate your time as always. Brother, I know you're not going to take a lot of time off. You're going to be uh, still working, still staying up late, breaking down film, breaking down everything. But we appreciate your time. Congrats on getting your first spring in the books, and we'll talk to you soon, brother. I appreciate it, Raymond. Thank you for your time, man. Happy Easter. Yes, sir. Happy Easter. Hey, just a reminder. The NBA playoffs mean next-level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. Plus, for each day of the play-in, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay does not hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use promo code 1037GAME. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code 1037GAME at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 years of older to play. Eligibility restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. We gotta take a timeout. When we return, speaking of the NBA, we'll talk about that playoffs, play-in tournament with our buddy Ollie Cassell of the Bird Rights. That's next, right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 came to the station this morning to do only two things. Kick some ass and drink some beer. It's like we're almost out of beer. Well, it's kind of early for the latter. Isn't it? Maybe. Probably. Maybe just a root beer or some flavored water. Back to more kick-ass sports talk with RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, Lafayette Marble and Granite is the South's largest cultured mobile factory, and they pride themselves on earning your business. LMG provides more than show-stopping marble, marble countertops, though, for your kitchens and bathrooms. What about your man caves? What about your outdoor entertaining spaces? You want to have all the fellas over for football in the fall, don't you? Right? LSU, Cajuns, McNeese, Saints games. You want to have everyone over? Why not have... A great deluxe show-stopping area. And you know what? LMG can help you achieve that goal. You need to reach out to them today. Go visit their website, lmgelite.com. That's lmgelite.com to learn more about all the sensational services and the great products that they have to offer. Live inventory is updated every single Wednesday. Help 
transform your outdoor area into a great man cave entertaining area. LMG can make that happen. Visit their website, lmgelite.com, or simply stop by their showroom there, located on I-49 North across from Hub City Ford in the Jockey Lot. Lafayette Marble and Granite, they're looking to earn your business, and trust me, earn it, they will. It's time for us to talk NBA. It's time for us to talk play-in tournament. Pelicans with the man in charge of the bird rights, our good friend, the one and only Ollie Cassell. Ollie, good morning to you, brother. How are you, my friend? Good morning, Raymond. I'm doing great. Even though it's overcast in New Orleans, I don't think anybody is feeling down about where the Pelicans are right now. Well, they shouldn't. They're in the play-in tournament, overcoming the terrible start to the season, not having Zion Williamson and a rookie head coach, yet here they are in the play-in tournament. And that's really, uh, all, all things considered, very uh, all you could ask for, especially with everything going on this season. Now, That said, they're facing a San Antonio Spurs team that's coached by Greg Popovich. Um, This is not going to be an easy contest, even though Vegas is telling me point spreads like five or six in favor of the Pelicans. Let's talk about this matchup. What do you make of this matchup between the Pels and the Spurs? Yeah, it scares me as well. And you said the main reason, Greg Popovich. I mean, he's probably going to go down as the best, greatest coach of all time, right? He's got the most regular season wins, five championships in San Antonio. They've never won one without him. And he's the king of adjustments. Uh, And the Pelicans have seen that several times this season. They haven't had the fortunes of beating them, but just once, right, in four tries. And it gives me concern because they're very good at taking away what the, you know, opposing teams do well. So in the last matchup, Last couple matchups, really, Brandon Ingram, uh, C.J. McCollum, just in that one matchup, they struggled to get their own, right? They Spurs do a good job of basically forcing you to go to, uh, you know, third, fourth, fifth options, like Jackson Hayes or something like that. And, of course, they just never quit, right? They, they execute incredibly well. They're one of the lowest turnover teams in the league, and I don't know. I'm just afraid of this matchup, but I'm glad for one thing, Raymond. It's going to be held in New Orleans. The Pelicans have a very woeful record in San Antonio, but here in New Orleans, they're 17 and 25 all time, including regular season and in the playoffs. So there's hope. And I'll tell you what, if the Pelicans are healthy, which we all expect, I think it bodes well that they've got a good chance of winning. And I think that's why, you know, Vegas likes those odds. In addition to being home, the Pelicans are going to have that starting five we want to see, right? CJ, uh, Herb, Brandon, Jackson, and uh, Jonas. They've never all five taken the court as starters against the Spurs. So, fingers crossed. What's the latest that you're hearing about Brandon Ingram? He, he's going to play, and it seemed likely he was going to play even a few days ago. So, whether he's even still just feeling it a little bit or not, it doesn't matter. He's going to be out there. Does he need to be 100% though, Ollie, for them to win? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I hope not, but we've seen Brandon when he comes first comes back from injury, and, and, and it does take him a few games. But, you know, they've got – you've got CJ there. You've got Jonas. So it's not going to 110% be on his shoulders, right? He could basically maybe act more as a decoy, maybe just look more for his spots instead of just trying to sustain the Pelicans' effort. But either way, I'm expecting him to be okay, and uh, the Pelicans too. 
How important is it for the Pelicans, who have not been in this situation before, especially with this group, to have veteran guys like Jonas and CJ who have playoff experience? They've been on teams that have been in the postseason in recent years. How important is that for Willie Green to have those two guys in particular that they can kind of lean on, that know how to conduct themselves and deal with the emotions of being in the playoffs? It's everything, right? I mean, they say you need talent, but also experience when it comes to postseason games. And having C.J. McCollum, who's always been in the playoffs, right? In Portland, what was it, eight, nine straight years up there? That's going to be huge, absolutely huge. Because Brandon, even though he's probably your best player, he's never been there. So that really is going to help. Same thing with Jonas. And I've noticed in big games over the last even three, four weeks, Jonas and CJ have kind of set the tone a lot in those games. So I'm expecting the same. And like I said, it's fortunate they have him. And let's also, let's not forget Larry Nance. I think he's going to be big and an integral yeah. part of that as well. The matchup talent-wise, I believe, favors the Pelicans. I, th- I believe the Pelicans roster is more talented. Obviously, what the Spurs have going for them is pop, right? Because it, he's been here. He's done that. Hell, they just played in the playing tournament a year ago. Uh, the roster favors the Pelicans. Home court advantage favors the Pelicans. Is pop the equalizer in this matchup? It could be pop, but also it could be DeJounte Murray. Right? Oh, yeah. He's, he's been incredible. I mean, he's after the All-Star break, he's averaged 25, 9, and 9. We've seen pretty much a couple double or two what triple double efforts from him against the Pels. So one equalizer for the Pels though is they've got Herb Jones and Murray has not done well one on one against him. I think he in four matchup he's only made like four or fourteen field goals, missed all five of his three point attempts. So that's that's going to be key because look Murray he, he gets them going offensively. He can get to the rim mid range. He's deadly right. Just steps inside the three point arc. And, of course, when he's getting you 10, 11 assists, and a lot of them come as easy three-point looks for San Antonio, well, you've got to take it away. So I'm looking for the Pels to do what they kind of did against LeBron James and the Lakers in that win here at home, where LeBron ran rampant, but you don't want to see that. Herb locked him down in the second half, refused to leave his side. I'm hoping that's what happens here in New Orleans, because otherwise, yeah, Murray, he's a problem. Most of the league doesn't know about him yet, especially the fans. He can lead teams to special places in terms of wins, and they've got to lock him down. So that I'm actually more afraid of Murray than I am of Pop. Give me your kind of under-the-radar X factor for tomorrow night's game there at the Smoothie King Center, and uh, how do you feel the game's going to turn out? Well, I think they're going to pull out a victory. They've got a lot of weapons. Love that starting five. The bench has been great for the last three months. As for one guy, uh you know, you've got to think it's got to be somebody off the bench, right? Whether it's going to be Devontae Graham or Jose Alvarado, one of those two has to have a good game. Got to get scoring double digits, make all the right plays, basically be that force, that kind of, you know, six man that the Pelicans have honestly been looking for all season off the bench. All right, bud, quickly, we'll get you out of here with this. Playoffs begin, obviously, with the play-in tournament, and then we'll have the big matchups uh, rolling after that. Give me your thoughts on the other play-in game. I'm looking forward to this one tonight. Minnesota versus the Clippers. I'm not sure what to even expect. I'll be honest with you. Minnesota is the one that's lacking, right, the um, experience. But they've clearly been the better team this season. So can they, you know, advance? And then therefore, New Orleans has to fly to Los Angeles. 
where they've gone three and one against the Clippers. But I'll tell you what, I almost feel like I would prefer a matchup for the Pelicans against the Minnesota Timberwolves simply because of their lack of experience. You know, the Pels beat them twice in four tries. And I just feel like the Pels defense would have a better chance of shining against Minnesota than it would say LA because Ty Lue, he's almost up there with coach pop for me. And with them having Paul George and we saw it in the last game, right? Pelicans lost by 19 to the Clippers. I'm afraid we'll face end up facing that team. instead of the one they've beaten three times earlier in the season. And what about over in the East, bud? Yeah, well, you, you've got to love what, I mean, I think, I think even though Brooklyn's had an awfully tough year, I just like their chances of advancing. So I look for them to beat the Cavaliers tonight. And then out of the Hawks, Hornets, out of that 9-10, got to go with that talent, right? Trey Young, I think he's going to get it done. They'll get, they'll get past the Hornets, and then they should be able to beat a Cavaliers team that's just been sliding right down the standings over the last few months. Ollie, appreciate your time as always, brother. Shout out to the pup. I know that the pup is disappointed. It was not part of the interview process. It tried to be but maybe next time yeah he was a crying cross for me yeah when i pushed him away but hopefully there will be a next time we can still talk about pelicans postseason right there you go bud there you go hopefully we're not recapping the year hopefully we're still talking about more basketball being had happy easter to you and yours my friend same to you raymond and everybody out there that's ollie cassell the man who's the editor-in-chief of the bird rights breaking down pelicans and the nba playoff playing tournament Hey, just a reminder, the A2 Faith Festival returns to Arnoville April 29th to Sunday, May the 1st. The festival is going to feature carnival rides, food, bingo, live musical entertainment that's going to include Jamie Bergeron and the Kicking Cajuns, Chubby Carrier and the Bayou Swamp Band, and Clay Cormier and the Highway Boys, just to name a few. It's a star-studded lineup this year. In addition to the music and rides, there is the Mayor's Cook-Off Contest on Saturday, the A2 Faith 5K the same day, and of course, the car show, classic car show, on Sunday. For more information about the A2 Faith Festival, go visit arnavillecatholic.org backslash a2fay-festival. Once again, arnavillecatholic.org backslash a2fay-festival. 35th annual A2Fay Festival returns later this month. We got to take a timeout. We'll wrap up today's show, give you the final results on the poll question, and get you set up with Kevin Foote and footnotes. That's all coming up next right here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The NBA playoffs mean next-level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. Plus, for each day of the play-in, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code 1037GAME. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code 1037GAME at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
Availability does vary by parish. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. I want to take a moment to thank our guest, Jarrett Rozier, recruiting analyst and high school reporter. How about Coach Dez, the man in charge of the Raging Cajuns, joining us, recapping spring football for the Vermilion and White. And, of course, Ali Cassell, our friend, the editor-in-chief of The Bird Rights. Final results of the poll question of the day. We asked you, once again, the nonsense that's going on right now concerning the New Orleans Saints. About them using their two first-round draft picks to trade up to get one of the quarterbacks, Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, that are projected to be first-round picks. I don't buy this. I'll say it again for those in the back. I don't buy it. Saints have only drafted one quarterback in the first two rounds in their history. That was Archie Manning. Mickey Loomis, as the general manager, whether it's been with Sean Payton or even before then, they like drafting in the first two rounds the following. Offensive lineman, defensive lineman, defensive back, then wide receiver. Those are the four positions they like drafting over and over again, year in and year out. So, they never take a quarterback in the first or second round. They like drafting offensive linemen, defensive linemen, DBs, and wide receivers. Why in the world would they trade up, use two picks, after already trading picks to get two picks in the first round this year, then using said picks to go after two guys who are not considered to be generational talents in Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett? Not to knock on them, this is heralded by many to be an average at best quarterback class and on top of that the Saints signed Jameis Winston signed Andy Dalton hell you forget they signed Blake Bortles they just let him go because he has to be released because he says I don't have a spot on the roster and they still have Ian Book on the roster so they signed three guys and kept two of their quarterbacks And they are going to trade up? No. They feel like they're a contender right now. They nearly made the playoffs a year ago. They feel like they can draft a wide receiver and an offensive lineman with those two first picks or maybe a DB, and those are going to be the missing pieces added to a roster that nearly made the postseason a year ago. Oh, by the way, Jameis Winston's healthy. Oh, by the way, Michael Thomas is healthy and is going to be playing. Why would they waste those picks on a guy that they need to develop? It doesn't make any sense to me. 75% of you agree with me. You say it's going to be Jameis Winston. 12% say Ian Book. 9% say a first-round pick. And 4% say Andy Dalton. Thanks for all who voted on the poll question and commented. And for all those who called today. For the producer extraordinaire, Hannah, five names. I'm Raymond Parsh III, better known as RP3. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We'll try to be better from 6 to 9. But until then, be safe out there. Be kind to one another. Kevin Foote. And Footnotes is up next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.